Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Enterprise Dish. And this is, we've had a lot of special episodes. I know I've said that before, but this is the specialist of special episodes because as you are listening to this, Ducks, we're, we're jumping right into the special news um, because I think I this this crosses so many barriers that I love. Um, Ducks' company, as you are listening to this, is in the midst of, well, I guess probably they are technically public by that point because this will mm-hmm. be live um, in the afternoon. And so, Ducks, how does it feel to get that, I don't want to say burden off your back, but it's like milestone achieved? Well, first of all, I'm grateful um, to a lot of people. I'm thankful for you, Brad, that we've known each other for so long. Yep. And, uh, you know, you've been part of this journey. So I'm excited. And depending on what time you drop this video, if it's past 9 o'clock on Friday, then yes, we're already trading publicly, AVPT. It's just a wonderful, wonderful time and uh, really grateful for for this opportunity. And for those who are listening to this quickly, as everybody should, TJ, the CEO of AvPoint, is going to be closing NASDAQ on Friday afternoon. So if you want to see that celebration, uh, make sure to tune into like CNBC or any of those companies or or streams, I should say, that broadcast. And and I'll definitely tweet the live stream link as well. Uh, NASDAQ will share that. I think a couple hours before, so I'll drop it on Twitter. If if you're if you're excited to share as well, feel free to share it too. But uh, just check my Twitter feed, and you'll see that live webcast. And if if people are listening to this and don't understand why, like I'm excited just from even like an outside perspective. Um, if you first off, first thing everybody should do is go to Petri.com and read the post that I've written up about this because I got to talk to TJ and I was like, one of the first things I asked him is like, TJ, have you ever have you just stepped back because this is there's a very small group of people who have been with a company basically birthed it into an inception and taken it public. That is like in the business world, that is what you study as an undergraduate. And then in graduate school, they effectively teach you the mechanics of how that all works out. And it's such, it, it's a cra- it's crazy process. And like very few people and, and, get and, to do it. And I, and I echo your sentiment, Brad, like TJ and Kai, who started this 20 years ago, they started in the public library. Yeah. They, built the first backup technology for SharePoint and then migration technology. This is their side hustle pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then now their side hustle 20 years ago, they're standing in front of NASDAQ closing the bell or ringing the bell for, for closing bell and at points now public. It, it's just phenomenal. You hear about stories out in the valley, yep. but here we are. Yeah, it's a it's a very rare thing to to do and i was just like tj if you just like step back and just like just thought about like this process and how crazy it is and uh, and it was really cool to hear his story and just how he's approaching it but ducks just because you're going public doesn't mean there aren't other things happening that we must we must dive into the first That's one right. the first one up well technically last week um microsoft unveiled windows 11 but this week they shipped the first build but we're also and this gives me a lot of hope that we're going to see a lot of ui cohesion across microsoft now office is getting a refresh too this was a surprise to me at least i mean i i i've been watching at least the trend, especially in the past year, mm-hmm. where they're introducing a lot of these new innovations, new, new technologies, especially on the UI UX with the fluent design. I don't know if that's the official terminology for it, but the fluent design mm-hmm. language that's cutting across the entire offering that Microsoft has. They're a cloud platform, uh, productivity platform. Certainly, there's a lot of products You know, yep. through the years. They've acquired companies, um, but then... I think this is a great time because now 
we'll see a lot of cohesion, as you described. And then, frankly, from an experience standpoint, it'll just make it better and more uh, competitive to a lot of other technologies out there that people are more used to, especially in the consumer space. Perfect segue, my friend. Perfect segue. So one of the other things that Microsoft announced here, and we've talked a lot about Teams, but technically speaking now, there's kind of two sides to the coin of Teams. We've talked a little bit about the consumer side, but one of the biggest changes coming to Windows 11 is that Teams is just going to be included out of the box. And more importantly, um, it's actually a completely overhauled Teams from if you wince at the word Electron, Microsoft is getting rid of Electron, and I believe they're going to Angular, I believe, I might be wrong on that JavaScript mm. framework, um, but they are saying that it is like using half as many resources, and so that's like, that's two major milestones for Teams. One, it's being built into Windows now, and it's gonna run a heck of a lot faster. You got any any thoughts on this one, Ducks? I mean, first, I'm really excited about that, because, especially for those not familiar with what Brad described as Electron, Look, you got to have a super ultra powerful yep. computer with massive RAM to run the Teams client. So the fact that they say they're going to do that, and I saw that Twitter thread with with a, a CVP or a VP yep. between you and and talking about this. So that's exciting. The only question I have though is where's Skype then? Because like, Skype has been built into Windows. So are we? Great question. I, I send a tweet, and then Jeff Teeper said we love Skype. It's still going to be there. Now the question is, okay, what's the positioning between these two? So there is the official company line that they are walking that says Skype is still there and we love it. But let's be honest here, Ducks, for a second. Skype for business is going away. We know that Microsoft has already signaled that. They've planted the migration flag in planet Earth and everybody's moving. Now in Windows 11, Skype is no longer bundled. And they're, they're oh. playing. Yeah, it's not even in, it's not in Windows. You can download it. Like Skype is... I kind of somewhat suspect that Skype will just live on as like it's a thing you download and it runs and it's fine and Microsoft's not going to kill the back end services, but it's not even installed out of the box anymore. There's a little, uh, right now in Windows, there's a meet now button that uses Skype. They're effectively replacing that with the Teams infrastructure. Got it. So. Because even with Outlook.com, right? If you yep. have a consumer Outlook, the free one, if you schedule a meeting, because I use it for my personal yep. stuff, it uses Skype. So I suppose that would change as well, the I, team for free or team's personal. I would be shocked if it doesn't because then, because there's an awkward scenario there, which you perfectly just highlighted. Let's say you, you actually, this machine's running a Windows 11. Let's say I open this up and I go to Outlook and I schedule something and it's in Skype, but then when I click on my taskbar, it's in Teams. And I think it's just a matter of time that Microsoft is really pushing this. And it's only gonna, the other interesting thing too here, Ducks, by the way, at which, uh, Windows 11 Home requires an internet connection and an MSA, mm. which you can see where this is going. Now, when you boot into Windows, you are automatically a monthly Teams consumer user on That's that right. first boot. So, so, so does that count now for the daily active usage then? Well, knowing Microsoft, I guarantee you it will, because at one point they told us there were something like 300 million Cortana daily users or monthly users, but we all know that that was really when you search on Windows, they were counting those queries as Cortana usage, and it wasn't. But yeah, those people I can guarantee are going to So out of curiosity, Brad, I'm sure you know this number on top of your head. How many potential Windows 11 users uh, there's going to be? So that's... <laughs> It's a really hard question to answer right now, Ducks. So what we can do 
is we know Microsoft has told us that there's 1.3 billion Windows 10 active devices. Wow. So that is that is the whole universe as of right now. But there's a major caveat, if I could put a little asterisk up here um, next to me, because Microsoft has come out, and this has been what's been like my whole e- ecosystem or world for the past week, is Microsoft is being incredibly unclear about what the minimum specifications are to run Windows 11. They've moved the goalpost, um, like we'll call it two and a half times since they've announced it. And so when you say the total population who can run Windows 11, we don't quite know yet until Microsoft officially comes out and says, hey, this is the actual line in the sand where people can upgrade or cannot upgrade. And the problem Mm. is Microsoft has non-transparently not told us what is going on there and why some chips cannot. For a perfect example, the Surface Studio 2, which you can go buy for $3,500 today from Microsoft in their store, you can go buy it right now, will not support Windows 11 based on their initial publication of specs. Wow. Right. That's why it's like, well, I can't just ballpark it and say about a billion of this 1.3 will be able to run it because like the they really kind of compress things and now they're kind of slowly walking back and we don't know how far back they're officially going to walk. So Mm. there you go. That's why it's a, that's why that's a, that's a dollar answer for a nickel question about trying to speculate about how many people, but there are other things happening too. This was an ask. Were you at the event in, I think it was Orlando is a Microsoft 365 collaboration event where, I think yes. it was Dan. Uh, Dan Hull announced yes. uh, Visio. Yes, Visio is now. I should say baseline Visio is now included in Microsoft 365, um, which candidly I think it's past due. Like this should have been in there for a long time, but now that is now included. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought I saw something, and maybe you were telling me about this. What's the catch? Is it just the base version? Or is there it's anything just the else? base version. So Got the it. base version, here's the way I digging into it. Like anybody who's a serious user of Visio and uses it more than just to open the one flow that Ducks has sent me is still going to need a license. Yes, technically that person can open and edit and make minor changes, but anybody who's doing like serious Visio work, like process mapping, um, they're going to still need Swim lane diagrams, that kind of stuff, yeah. If if you want to be using heavy templates and all that stuff, you're still going to be paying the license. So it's one of those like it, it's a nice little freebie, but it's not it's not the whole kit and caboodle um, at it's, the end of the day. I guess kind of like the PDF reader, right? Yeah, I mean that is that is um you know, Microsoft and Adobe have such a tight relationship. I I have to wonder that if that plays into it, like Adobe's like, you know, PDF editing is like one of our best-selling products to the endline consumer. Please don't ruin that. Um, so that would not, not surprise me in the slightest. So, Ducks, other things going on in the world at AvPoint. You guys are going public, right? You mm-hmm. guys are working heavy uh, with Teams right now. What else is floating around in the AvPoint? Actually, you are in the AvPoint office, which is honestly such a refreshing change to see that the world is, is going back. Well... Um, our next big thing is coming up in two weeks. Sure, today we're officially a publicly traded company, but we're launching our next generation partner program. And what this means is better incentives, partners in the ecosystem can make more money, Mm -hmm. especially in the area of collaboration security. 
since we offer the end-to-end -end solution around that, be yep. it customers needing to go to the cloud while they're in the cloud, protect their data against ransomware, or more importantly, if they want to govern the use of technologies like Teams and Microsoft 365, we have the full solutions for it. And uh, it's yet another business offering that a lot of partners out there, such as MSPs, can provide mm -hmm. the customers their support. So we're launching this in two weeks. And check this out, appoint.com slash partners to learn more. That's a great place. We will actually drop that link down in below. And Ducks, I want to just thank you for, I know your timeline right now is just compressed and exciting. And um, I'm definitely going to be watching from afar. But uh, wish you guys all the best of luck um, doing all the fun stuff, closing it down and celebrating this weekend and just doing what Avpoint does. And to everybody else, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch all of you right back here next time. Thank you.